Welcome to Perfume Inc., a woman's discipleship podcast for spiritual growth and developing a more intimate relationship with God through the fragrance of His Word. Each show highlights fragrances that attract blessings or repel favor. Receive fragrance tips based on biblical principles and take part in Perfume Capris, inspirational testimonies of how God has showed up and showed out. Praise breaks included. Here's your host, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, Robin Smith. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Season 2, Episode 3. I want to welcome everybody to the show. Today, we are going to be discussing the problem with doing you. You know what I'm saying? You do you, I do me. Does God really have a problem with that? You know, does he have any say on the matter? Because it's kingdom women. Can we really have that attitude or no? What y'all think? Well, let's get right into it. Our lovely fragrance of the day is Grace and Mercy by Tabahani Fragrances. Daughters of the King, smell beautiful, smell divine because you are a gracious woman who retains her honor. Grace and mercy follows you all the days of your life. So make that boast in the Lord. Rounded with slices of mango, French vanilla, and fragrant plumeria, Grace and mercy is as light as it is refreshing. Let your grace and sweetness be known to all whom you encounter. Shop Grace and Mercy today at TabahaniFragrances.com. Segment one, book a consultation. Our society is built on, quote, doing you. You do you and I'm going to do me. That is the mentality. I didn't mean to get no bars right there, but but that is a philosophy for all those outside of the kingdom of God. So let's define what a consultation is. A consultation, as defined, is a meeting, a deliberation, a debate, a council, a conferring, or a talk. It means a deliberation. According to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, a deliberation between physicians on a case or its treatment. Another definition of a consultation would include an invitation to stakeholders to provide advice to management on needs of the needs of the organization, the wants, and the expectations. That is what a consultation is. So you know how when people are like on social media and they have their coaches, their consultants, uh, and they're providing a certain service or whatnot, and they'll say, hey, if you like what you see or like what you heard, please book a discovery call, a free discovery call or your first 15-minute free discovery call. But all that is is a consultation to see if we'll be able to work on whatever it is together, if we're a good fit. But remember, spiritually, we as born-again believers, we are hearers and doers of the word. Therefore, we know that we can call on God any time of day or night. There ain't no problem, ain't no issue. He hears us when we cry out to him. So as hearers and doers of the word, when we have our consultation with the Lord, we are sowing to the spirit. We are not sowing to the flesh when we do, when we do so. Now, obviously, 
it's like, even though we're in the world, we're not of the world. Okay? You following me? It's like we live here, you know what I'm saying? But we ain't from here. We are kingdom citizens. Home is way somewhere else in the heavens. But according, back on the consultation, according to um, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 6, yes, there is safety in a multitude of counselors, okay? God has provided us, like he has provided doctors on the earth to take help to, you know, take care of our bodies, help us to diagnose whatever is the problem. And obviously, you know, we're going to put some prayer with that, maybe some anointing oil, you know, and let God do his thing. It's just more room for God to get the glory. But as far as consultations are concerned, when something is going on, yes, we are to go to God first in prayer. We may go to him first with a praise or a fasting or whatnot. But the point is to go to God first. He shouldn't be a last resort when it comes to a consultation. Now, if we need wisdom, you know, the Bible says in James 1 and 5, it says to simply ask for it. If we ask for wisdom, you know, ask of God and he'll give it to us liberally. Best believe if you ask God for any kind of wisdom, believe you're going to get an answer. It's going to be more than what you bargained for because he's going to give you wisdom generously. That's according to the word. So this is the thing. Before we make any moves, especially when it comes to raising our children or child wearing, you know, training up a child in the way that should go. So when they're old, they won't depart from it. When it comes to that, when it comes to our business affairs, hello, entrepreneurs out there, Christian CEOs, go ahead. You know, before we get engaged in any of that, in addition to our own family matters, personal issues going on back home, any spending we may do while we are going out shopping, it doesn't matter if it's a clearance, if it's on sale, if it's regular price. If we are buying a home, whether or not we are prepping for a test, a college exam, or even witnessing, we are to consult God first. Now, given the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Okay, I hear you. But we have all been given free will. God is not going to make us do anything. Now, he may allow a certain set of circumstances to like, hey, you need to come on this way and chastise us in that manner. But we have been given free will. And then according to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, we are familiar with this where he says that I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Now that's a heavy word because now they're saying if we consult with God and we actually take what he says and applies it to our life, the Bible says that basically our children are going to be blessed i can't remember what scripture that is but um it says that if we walk with integrity if we walk uprightly that our children are blessed after us so that is a direct result of us consulting god so you know that has a ripple effect your kids is going to be blessed if you consult god first yes hallelujah thank you jesus so it, it can't be that we have to have that mentality, as the world puts it, of doing you. Because doing you can get you caught up in some consequences based on some choices that we may have a shoulda, woulda, couldas, regrets, and all that stuff later on. So to avoid any of that, we just need to consult with God first. And when it comes to the witnesses part, 
let me be very clear that yes god wants us to witness we are to go out into the world and proclaim and preach the gospel and all that he who wins souls is wise i got you but i really don't think you can be a witness to everybody everybody is assigned certain people okay there are certain people that will listen to you before they listen to me because of your style your personality or what have you so the bible puts it in this perspective that some plant some of us are planters some of us we're just gonna plant the seed we meet somebody could be on the street in the grocery store it could be a walmart some of us are just going to plant that seed while some of us on the other hand are going to take that same seed see that person on down the line maybe a couple years later maybe the next season or two later and some of us are going to water that seed you know what i'm saying so it's it's two two roles that we are either playing either we're planting seeds or we're watering seeds but ultimately god is going to make that seed grow that is his responsibility so what we are to do when it comes to witnessing or just ask god for discernment god show me who you want me to talk to show me where you want me to go today direct me direct my steps lord on what i should do or what i should say how i am to present the word to them in conversation all right but that is the consultation so we know what a consultation is it's simply a discussion a conferring it's a meeting it's a talk but we're supposed to have this talk first with God before we have this talk, discussion, ask anything before anybody else. We are to go to God first. Because the world always talking about, well, it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. Well, where we're at spiritually is in the kingdom of God. And we are to put the kingdom of God and its perspectives first seek ye first the kingdom of god and all of his righteousness and certain things will be added to you all right so that's where we are segment two crazy case studies now we know we need to go to god first we need to consult him first as discussed previously but i hear you when you're talking about it feels good to actually go and do you sometime before we consult god that's the flesh talking now okay i get you but it does feel good to go off and be talking about we're gonna spur off at the mouth with our words and check somebody and put them in their place but the thing is would god have us to really do that for real though the whole do you when we're talking about, well, I'm going to get my lick back. Okay, y'all, I'm old school. But I'm going to get my lick back and I'm going to speak my mind and I'm going to let you have it and I'm going to speak it unfiltered, okay? So we're talking about some expletives in there somewhere. But then would we really be representing Christ when we have that mentality of doing you when we're talking about, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to handle my business now. I'm just going to have to ask God for forgiveness later. Mm, no we actually can't because now we we are walking out the flesh instead of walking in the spirit but before we get to the case studies let me give you a few reasons why we should consult with the lord first number one and this is coming from um i believe psalm 
19 and 119, 7-11, through 11, and then verses 12-14. through Where it's talking about the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. So when we're going to God for our consultation, when we're booking this discovery call, we know that it's perfect. It's not lacking anything. There are no blemishes. We ain't got to worry about a control out the leader, him taking back his word. It's perfect as is. It's coming from the mouth of God, the breath of God, the Ruach. The testimony of the Lord is sure. His word is sure, and it makes the wise simple. It ain't nothing complex about this. Well, maybe to the outside world or to those who are worldly or, you know, for real doing their thing, it's a bunch of nonsense. But for the believer, the testimony of the Lord is sure. It is certain. Now, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. It's like um, when we find out that knowledge is sweet to us. We want that. We want to get that knowledge. We want to get that, you know, in all of our getting of it, we want to get that understanding because it's sweet to us. It tastes wonderful. You know, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, yes, his word is some good eating. Do you hear me? The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And enlightening the eyes here, we're not talking about physical eyes. We're talking about our spiritual eyes so that we may see the discerning of the Spirit, um, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in all truth. The commandment of the Lord is pure, not tainted. It enlightens us. The word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It enlightens the direction and the path that we should go. These are the few reasons why we should consult with the Lord. I have about two more. The fear of the Lord is clean. It endures forever. You know, we're supposed to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven and not those that are rusting and, you know, a moth can come in and eat it and all this stuff here on earth. Not worldly wisdom. But having a fear of the Lord, this doesn't mean that we are just like, oh my God, we're just afraid of God and we're just so terrified of him. There is a healthy reverence for the Lord, a healthy respect. I mean, we understand who he is, his glory, his His uh, sovereign reign. We understand that he is the author and finisher of our faith. We understand that he is the creator. We understand that he is God almighty. And we approach him as such. And then as, you know, kids in the kingdom, we approach him as our father. And now we're not afraid. And I'm talking physically in this instance, this perspective. We're, we're not afraid of our mom and dad, you know, our earthly parents. But what we should have is a healthy reverential fear of them. You know, it should be that respect that admiration, that honor given to our parents. And the same is that when we are talking about the Lord. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And lastly, the judgments of the Lord are true. And altogether, they are righteous. That's what you're getting. No more, no less, all right? We are receiving what's good, what's true, what's pure, what's noble was just the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous. So when we have this, you know, this um, booking a discovery call with the Lord, whenever we decide to come to hear him in prayer, whenever we want to give him um, our praise and he's inhabiting our praises as his people, 
Whenever we do anything like that, what we are doing is consulting God. We are inviting him to come in in our earthly affairs, given God has given us this earth to reign and to rule. Whatever your degree is in, whatever talent or gift you have, you're supposed to be reigning in that area. Of That's your expertise. That's what God has given you to reign and rule. We're just talking about the animal kingdom here. Let's look a little deeper into it. But when we consult with God, before taking those gifts and talents or what have you into the world to do what we need to do with them, we should be asking God, God, what would you have me to do? How can this bring you glory? How can this give you the credit? And how can I give you the honor through what you have given me? This is what happens when we consult with the Lord. Now, it's, it's, how can I put this? When we consult with God, we know we're getting what's real. We know we're getting the truth, right? So when we get the word, we cannot just unhear the word. That word is going to go into good ground. It's going to eventually take up root and it's going to grow in our lives. This is why we sow to the spirit and we don't sow to the flesh. Consulting with God can help us be cleansed from the secret faults we have. Now, I understand we go to church and tell them, hey, girl, hallelujah, um, praise God, I'm blessed and highly favored. How you doing, sis? And we got this plastic smile on our face. Well, it's a lot of stuff going on behind closed doors, okay? We all ain't there yet. We all are work in progress. Thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord for forgiveness of sins. But I'm telling you, with the consultation of the Lord, it can help us cleanse, be cleansed from those secret faults and secret sins because the word itself is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's going down. It's going to cut to the white meat, past the white meat. Do you hear me? It keeps us from presumptuous sins. Um, it's the word when we have uh, the consultation with God, we go to him. He comes to us. We're sitting at church and we feel like, oh, man, pastor and stepped all over my toes with this word feel like he just been all up in my house who been talking to the pastor kind of thing no that's god coming up in your house to clean up you know so with consultations with booking a discovery call with the lord before we make moves it's such that sin won't have dominion in our lives so that satan doesn't take on a cracked door, an open window, or anything. Because Jesus got the keys to death, hell, and the grave. So can't nothing hold us back. Can't nothing hold us down. Simply because of what God did. All we have to do is just reach out to him. Lord, how you want me to do this? Where you want me to go? But in addition to that, it'll keep us from a great transgression. We're not trying to grieve the Holy Spirit. We're trying to do what's right. That's what it means to be a Christian. We're trying to be Christ-like. We're trying to take on the mind of Christ, the image of Christ. Okay, this is a work in progress every day. So until we get caught up in the air and we get to change and everything like that to be uh, actually looking like him in the air, until then, 
We are to be peeling back this stuff in the sanctification process. And I believe part of the sanctification process is consulting with God first. Hey, ladies, here is your fragrance tip, fragrance tip 101. So we want to retire the fall and winter fragrances. All right. It is in the middle of March. So we want to go ahead and retire those really heavy winter scents and go ahead and discover something that fits the season of spring. Scents that are light, airy and fresh, floral or fruity and green. Enjoy. Segment two, this is part two of crazy case studies. So we discussed a little bit about why we should be consulting with the Lord first. And here are the consequences from some biblical case studies as to why we, we, sh why we should do such. All right, case study number one. Let's talk about Samson. You can um, do the backstory with Judges 14 through 16. Well, we know that Samson had an anointing on his life. He basically grew up in the church. I'm paraphrasing here, but he grew up knowing God, right? Now, he was out of the will of God. And when I say out of the will of God, I mean, he didn't consult with God. Um, so him, when he left out of the alignment of God, what did he do? He spent his time chasing women and pleasures, and he came across his particular chick named Delilah and that brings me to my next point when we are out of the will of God when we are out from the alignment of God when we didn't consult with God that gives Satan that gives the enemy an open door that gives him um, permission to grab a stronghold to place a stronghold in our lives so the tool that the enemy used here was Delilah, but he used Delilah via seduction, okay? Um, and the result of that was because he didn't consult with God, being at the alignment, the result was he lost his power. He lost his strength, a.k.a. Samson lost his anointing. And he eventually died. But if you want to know more deep details about the backstory, which is really, really good, um, is you can read in Judges 14 through 16. Case study number two. Let's talk about Dina. Dina, I believe you can find her story in Genesis chapter 34, either 34 or 35 or just chapter 34. But Dina was the daughter of Jacob. And she ended up not consulting with the Lord. She left out of the will of God. She was out of alignment. Now, how did she do that? Well, she ended up leaving the covering of her father, Jacob. She left the protection of her father because the story goes in the beginning um, when Jacob and them had moved to a new city, new town, she wanted to go out and explore the city. She wanted to go see how the women were dressed, what the culture of women was like, what did they wear, what did they say, how did they dance, you know, what did they do for fun? So she decided to just go out into the city and start exploring. But mind you, she did not consult with her father. Are you all following me? She left from the protection of her father and went out on her own. Now, the tool that the enemy used was the prince of Shechem. Shechem was the prince of the city, okay? 
This is who he used, but he used the prince via her curiosity because she wanted to know, she wanted to explore. And there's nothing with being curious. There's nothing wrong with asking questions or anything, but it's a way to do it. And that way to do it can seem right to you, but it could lead to destruction. And in her case, the result of that was her losing her innocence. Dina ended up being raped by the prince. And that caused a ripple effect because now her family is involved versus the local community. And it was just a whole bunch of drama, a whole bunch of mess. That one right there is something that she could probably pull up on a cinema screen or something. But um, that's case study number two was not consulting with God first. Case study number three involves the children of Israel. Now, we are all very familiar with the children of Israel. They were once in bondage and um, enslaved to uh, Pharaoh. And for them, they ended up not consulting with God, being out of the will, uh, out of his will, being, you know, out of alignment by pursuing idol worship. We already know that he, we ain't not supposed to have no gods before him. God is second to nobody. Do you hear me? Second to nobody. And then on top of that, they decided to use that in conjunction with unbelief, which is a no-go. Now, the tool the enemy used in this case, he ended up using Aaron, okay, and he also used the golden calf, which is a method of brainwashing, believing that this thing is better than God. It can do what God does or even better than God. Again, a no-go. God is second to nobody. But thirdly, to add insult to injury, the tool that was used was impatience. What do we know about this one? Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, make your request known before God. They didn't do that. They was too busy trying to get it in and throw jewelry as some kind of golden calf idol. But the result of this was that they ended up missing out on a promised land. How you go from being in bondage and slavery and all that to just, you know, God delivering you from it, you praising him for it, you thanking him for it, and then you just straight up forgetting and then just get on this unbelieving tip, which is what they did. And as a result, they walked in a wilderness some 40 years, I believe. I can't remember, but uh, I don't know if it was, the journey should have taken them like two weeks or like 40 days, but it ended up taking them 40 years of walking around in circles. They thinking they doing something new, but they actually was walking around in circles. They didn't consult with God and they missed out on the promised land. I ain't trying to miss out on no blessings. Do you hear me? I'm trying to consult with God and I am urging and recommending, highly recommending, highly encouraging that you all do the same thing. Because the results of what happened to the children of Israel was that because they missed out on the promised land, the correlation of that missing out is the fact that they died. Okay. They died before they were able to even get to it because God was like, I'm not having it. I need you to believe in me. I need you to consult with me first. And I'll leave you with this one with case study number four. 
Now, this is coming from 1 Chronicles chapter 15, verses 11 through 14. Now, David has summoned like all of Israel to bring the ark to wherever place he had designated in like Jerusalem. It was in a specific place. Well, the Levites didn't do that. The Levites, when they end up leaving the alignment, when they decided to do them, when they decided they weren't going to consult with God, well, since they wanted to do what they wanted to do on their move, they didn't do no kind of consecration and they did not follow the proper instruction on bringing the ark where it needed to go. Now, the tool that was used here from the enemy was the pride of life. Because sometimes we can get stuck in our ways or just be like, hey, well, this is just a tradition. We've always done it like this. Well, maybe God is trying to get you to do something new. Maybe you need to open up your ears. Maybe you need to ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear what thus says the word of the Lord. And actually, the power and the um, the push to go ahead and walk it out, to actually walk by faith, you know? Well, they didn't do either of those things. And the results of that, God's anger broke out among them. I would hate to have been a Levite. Because the Bible doesn't specifically say, to my knowledge, the Bible doesn't say what you know, um, what was the cause of God's anger, like the aftermath, like specifically what he did, if there was a plague, if it was lightning, if it was, I don't know, some kind of disease. It doesn't say, but it just says that God's anger broke out among them simply because they didn't consult. If you don't know, I get it. You don't know, but just ask the question, consult with God. God, how? God is going to show you. He is going to send somebody your way to provide you instructions, to give you some clarity, insight, or what have you. But just consult with God first. I do have to make mention, though. And this could probably be like case study five. We all know what happened with Adam and Eve. So... Nothing transpired when Eve ate it, ate the fruit. All hell seemed to break loose when Adam ate it. So that case, yeah, they end up being out of the will of God. Um, They were able to see themselves. And the tool that the enemy used here... I can't, I can't really like pinpoint if it was just like pride or not. But they just decided to go with the suggestion. All Satan did was just suggest to them, you sure God told you that? And so now they are questioning, like, well, did he really say that? Well, what happened if I do it anyway? You know, testing God, trying God. I know the Bible talk about, you know, try, try me now and this is the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you a blessing, and basically pour it out, open the windows of heaven and pour out you a blessing. Okay, 
not that kind of try God, okay? There's just some stuff that we already know as believers. We know we can't try God with that. We That is not happening because you already know the business. You already know what's going to happen to you. But with Adam and Eve, as a result of that, obviously we're not in Eden <laughs> right now. We are not in Eden right now. I know we blessed and highly favored while we here walk on the earth. But the result of that was that everybody after them, you and I, now we have, when we give birth, we got child birth pains. That didn't happen before. Now we actually have to toil for our food instead of it just, you know, being here, coming down from heaven and all that stuff. Now we have to um, do things ourselves. Now we... We just we just added just just a bunch of drama to the mix and hallelujah thank you Jesus that Jesus came down and decided to rectify the issue and gave himself up for us so that we can have eternal life and we can have this abundant life and that more abundantly while we are here but I just wanted to bring this up that the Bible says in James 4 and 17 that therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, it's counted as a sin to us. I mean, ouch, I know, right? So that may be the case, like Adam and Eve. They should have just been like the bigger person. They should have just took God at his word. For us right now, in our time, it just may be being the bigger person. It may be forgiving someone, and or the fact that we going in, we already know we're not going to get closure. We know we ain't going to get no apology. It may be balancing our time. It may be not giving the usher the side eye for making us scoot over, you know, to give somebody else room or a seat because they happen to be late for church. And you're like, look, I was on time. I deserve to sit here. Well, if we know to do what's right and we don't do it, that's a count. That's a mark against us. That's bad on us. So we don't want to be out of alignment we don't want to be um, just doing stuff to be doing it. We don't want to just make a move without consulting God first. Now, if we already know what to do and don't do it, like I said, that's on us. All right. So we need to get it together. Segment three, the great escape. So now that we have gone over the importance of booking a consultation with God, going to God first. Uh, now that we understand the why of when we consult with God, the benefits that that can bring to us in our lives spiritually as well as physically. Um, now that we have come across some case studies, we can see the aftermath of what happens by consequence from choices of not consulting God and being out of the um, wheel or out from alignment with God. We see what those can do, right? So I hope we, that we've so far taken that uh, to heart. But I want you to know that in spite of all of that, in spite of all the crazy case studies, sometimes when we do Mr. Mark, God and his, oh, and his merciful love and compassion towards us, that God will always provide a means of escape. We have all kind of doors of opportunity to make you turn. You know, it's like turn around, don't drown. God provides a way of escape because he said in his word 
that, you know, it's sometimes we could be receiving the showers of blessing in the wilderness. We're still going to be blessed and we could be doing wrong. It's all outside, but we're still going to be blessed. Now, we may be missing out on some divine favor, but we're still going to be blessed because just like a child who does something wrong, like the parents aren't just going to discard that child and just be like exile that child from the family. Well, that child is still going to be blessed. This child is still going to have a roof over their head and all that. So God is going to make sure that we're blessed. But I'm telling you, he will provide a way of escape if we would just open up our eyes and see. Especially if we like right in the middle of it. God, you know, also in turn, he sees our trouble. And if we're having a little issue with it, he sees that trouble and he will trouble our trouble when we're trying to escape. And it's still about that, you know, touch not my anointing, do my prophets no harm. Take that to heart. God is going to protect his own. God promises us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So if we need, you know, when we need to turn around, hey, repent. That's always a word. But to repent and turn around and get back on the right path. You fall down six times, you know, you need to raise up seven and try it again. It's always a way out. Now, in the Hebrew, or Greek rather, there are two words that describe the great escape. One of them is called ik, ik, basis. Y'all forgive me if I'm like messing that all up. Um, but it means a way out. An example of that can be seen in Hebrew chapter 13, verse 7. And the other word is dia sozo which means to bring safely through danger, to make completely whole, like to heal, and to save. So when we are consulting with God, we are thereby making a way of escape. We're asking for a way of escape. We're implying, we're imploring God, we're inviting him in, God help me. And when we do that, we can do that by several different ways. And one of those ways is prayer. We know prayer is a very powerful weapon. We know prayer works. We know to pray until something happens to keep pushing through. And one of those examples is from King Hezekiah. Well, he had got word from a prophet that he was going to end up passing away. And he ended up using prayer as a way of escaping that. Like, hey, God, I'm not done yet. You know, um... I can still praise you. Well, God ended up, you know, uh, restoring or adding life to him. And he lived a bit longer. But that's just through prayer. He consulted God first. He consulted God first. Another one, another way to um, do that is by praising. Well, with praise, we understand that shackles can be broken. And we've seen that with the, uh, with the Apostle Paul. Fasting. We can see an example of this through Esther. Esther was literally sleeping with the enemy. Yeah, we're talking about Queen Esther. You can go back and read the book of Esther. But she used fasting as a means to help her people escape the wrath of the king. What would have been the wrath of the king. Israel did the same thing. But we can see that in Israel chapter 8, verse 21 through 23. And then verse 31 where Israel was trying to get to like another side of the land, other side of the camp. 
And he was like, well, look, I can't go back and ask Pharaoh for nothing. I can't ask the king for none of that. Because basically, we done put God on front street. So we're going to believe God and take him at his word. Israel them end up fasting. And the result of that was by him consulting God. Well, God decided to help them escape an ambush that was waiting on Israel and his folks. Hello, consulting God first has his benefits. Thank you, Lord. We can also see this by um, when we consult God, when we encourage ourselves, when we encourage ourselves with the word. God remembers his word. We He tells us to remind him of his word. It's like a kid that has been told by their parents, like, hey, you, you said, I'm going I'm to take you to the ice cream shop on Saturday. And then here comes Saturday and it's like three o'clock. How come we ain't at the ice cream shop yet? Well, dad, you said we can go and you promised. That kind of thing. God wants us to do the same thing to remind him of his word because his word's not going to return back void. He know what he said. He just wants to know, do you know what he said? So just go ahead and consult with him first. But you can do that through encouragement. Now, please understand that God still answers prayer, no matter how big, no matter how small. That's your consultation. That is your free discovery call. God will answer the call of the righteous, even when we are in the middle of some mess that we created. That's love. When the righteous cry out, the Lord hears and delivers us, the righteous, from all of our troubles. Okay, that, that, that's a promise. So have a consultation with God first. Not second. He shouldn't be a last resort. resort. Consult with God first. Welcome to Perfume Caprice. Perfume Caprice is my favorite part of the show where we get to talk about inspirational stories of how God has showed up and showed out. Well, this one right here is one that I saw on the news the other day. Um, and this Perfume Capri is about a nurse who had a patient whom had stage four cancer. So the patient had stage four cancer. She didn't have that much longer to live. Um... But the patient was a single mom, single mom with a young son. And I believe at the time the son was less than eight years old. And one day the patient, the single mom, she asked her nurse if the nurse would adopt and take care of her son because she didn't have, you know, anybody else who would take care of him. Well, you know what? That nurse obliged and said yes. Well, the mom ended up passing away a few months shortly thereafter. And the son, now he's a teenager. And he has been living in a loving home with his nurse and her family on the account of his mother's kindness and the nurse's love. But it's just like, look at the heart of God. Right when you think in a very bleak situation, a dark situation, a very humbling situation, that sometimes God may be silent or um, we feel like God has forgotten. Well, God didn't forget about this little boy. Well, this now young man. But that's just a lesson for us that he would not leave us nor forsake us. I know that's Sunday school one-on-one. But God, let that be encouragement to you wherever you are right now, whatever situation you may be facing, that God will not he promised that he will not 
leave you nor forsake you. That his compassions for you, his compassions for us, they don't fail. And I just think that this is just a very beautiful testament as to the love of God. And not only the testament to the love of God, but a testament to the sister who had a heart of God. Because that nurse could have said no. She probably, you know, had other family obligations or what have you. But she was a ready vessel. And in turn of her saying yes to that mom, that single mom, she said yes to God. I'll go. I'll do it. Again, let's give God praise. Let's give God thanks. Let's tell God how grateful we are for his love for us. Because we honestly have no idea where we would be if it wasn't for the love of God. Thank you, Lord. recap our podcast on today was talking about or rather discussing the problem of doing you you know what i'm saying you do you i do me is this mentality one that kingdom women should have and uh, should it be the mentality or the attitude that a disciple of christ should have and the honest answer is no that's something that the world is doing and we don't rock like that we got better things to do so we went over consulting God first, booking a consultation, booking a discovery call and finding out the why we should do that. We went over several case studies as to the consequences of what happened when people made a deliberate choice not to consult with God first to go ahead and do them. You know, it brought up a whole bunch of drama. That's some drama that God is trying to save us from if we just do what is right in the Lord. If we consult him first, We won't have those consequences. Instead of consequences and curses, we will end up having life. We understand, again, the why. The why is so important. And just to recap on that, just one of them, we know that the law of the Lord is perfect. The testimony of the Lord is sure. His statutes are right. The commandment of the Lord is pure. The fear of the Lord is clean and enduring forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous. So all this stuff, we know that we are warned by them. But if we keep them, we will have a great reward when we consult with God first. Instead of, I'm going to do me, I'm going to make these moves. All right? But... Understand that in even in the midst of all that, if we get caught up and we don't consult with God, one, we got to repent. That's first and foremost. That is Sunday School 101. But after this repenting, in the midst of this, God will always provide us a way of escape. So we don't have to stay in the same shape that we're in. 
we know that God will have a door somewhere. We can make a U-turn and then we can do what we need to do and get back on the right path with the help of the Holy Spirit and keep it moving in that direction. Thank you for listening to Perfume Inc. with Robin Smith, a woman's discipleship podcast for every daughter of Christ who wants to be properly fragranced for any occasion. We pray this message was a blessing to you. Subscribe, review, and share. Sisters don't let sisters shout alone. Or text PERFUME to 21000 to join the praise party.